Happy Monday, Study Trade Treats listeners. My name is Bryce Tui, and Matt, why don't you say hi? I feel like it's been a little while. <laughs> yeah, how's it going, everyone? Uh, in and out, uh, just super busy between like personal stuff. I still have a full-time job, if you're not aware. Uh, so Bryce has been managing the treats episodes the last couple of times. He's done great, uh, but I'm back for Monday to kick us off into September. He's not, he's not going to promise us here for the full week, but we'll find out. <laughs> um, it is a holiday weekend, so that is true. Labor Day. So that's true. All right, Matt. So you know, I'm you know, you've been you've at least been seeing the markets. Nothing really changed. OTCs have been a little hotter uh, towards the end of the week. I shouldn't say a little hotter. They've been hot, but like sporadically. Still haven't seen a lot of continuation plays. It's been one day breakouts, and the gap ups almost always seem to fail right out of the gates now that's a point you noticed the other day is like normally you'd buy you just buy the app now they all seem to dip out of the open which is a really interesting thing so that's something to keep in mind for the plays that we're going to be bringing up just try to notice the patterns um again doesn't mean everyone's going to do it but we do have a hot otc we're going to talk about today so definitely remember this is not investment advice uh yeah so you brought up the gaps uh otc's if you have watched any previous education, doesn't really matter from what trading guru, you'll hear the red green level matters a lot. Um, and that's just the previous close price. And something that totally has not mattered for OTCs in 2020 pretty much has been that red green level. You'll see a lot of stocks gap, then pull back below that level where they used to hold that level. And that was a key indication it was going to go higher. But now they'll just crack it like it's nothing and sweep right back up. So there's just something to be aware of, especially if OTCs continue to be hot throughout September. Just be aware of that and adjust your risk accordingly so you don't panic out and like sell dead bottom. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, we've got one OTC and we've got one listed stock, um, both with really interesting potential for today. Uh, we'll see how it plays out again. This is going to come out what, about a half hour after market opens. So see how our thesis is hold up. But we're going to be talking about Ally, A-L-Y-I, and V-B-P-R. If you didn't see Ally, this is funny. I was watching this as it broke to that. I think it was like the 012 level, just because my one of my good friends has been bag holding this for a while. And so we check on the chart quite often, and they had news. I wanted, I told you, I keep telling everyone I'm going to trade OTCs, but then I realized I can't trade I can, but I have to pay by the share for my broker, and that would be so expensive for a sub-penny stock or a penny like a literally a one penny stock. So I did not want to buy this, but through the um, one, two level, I think it was very nice setup. It went up to a high of two, 2.8 cents. So 0.0288 closed the day at highs up almost 200% on the day on news that they're essentially expecting a hundred million dollar funding target. It's interesting though, Matt and I were talking about this before the news on whether or not I think they're, financial situation here doesn't come out till Wednesday. Um, so the so here's the news, here's verbatim. Alternate Systems Incorporated, ALYI, confirmed the company's funding partner, Revolt Token, will represent a comprehensive update next Wednesday, September 2nd, on the $100 million transaction intended to fund Ally's electric mobility business. Revolt Token has just secured the last key component necessary to proceed with the funding transaction. You guys know that electric vehicles have just been so hot. The EV market or sector has just been on fire and we haven't matt correct me if i'm wrong i haven't seen a ton of otc ev plays a couple but not a lot i mean there was uh lucid that <laughs> was funny lcdx yeah uh that one might have been i think which is a scam it got the caveat emperor which is just like skull and crossbones which just lets everyone know it's a total scam and 
probably can't even trade LCDX on your broker anymore. But ALYI has been kind of an electric vehicle company for years, but it usually doesn't run a lot. The key factor on this one uh, is if you look at the volume, and volume is super important, and that's a huge thing on if stocks are going to continue running or not. The volume on ALYI on Friday was unbelievable, super liquid, tons of shares trading, and that's why it held up versus gapping, crapping because there are a ton of buyers in there. People are interested in it. People know OTCs are hot, so they think ALYI is going to be the next one. Plus, once you factor in that the news of this investment doesn't come out until Wednesday, uh, so it's like a forward-leading catalyst, I mean, that's the recipe for a continued run of Spiker. I don't know if it's going to, but it definitely has all the right factors. Uh, It definitely could keep running. I hope it does keep running. It's going to offer a ton of plays if it does, but definitely just, you know, have your own trading plan. Don't fall in love with the stock. Don't think it's going to go to the moon. Don't think they're even actually going to get $100 million, even though they kind of leaked that they might. Very sketchy play, classic penny stock move, trying to hype people up to buy a stock for usually what ultimately is an offering. So it'll be interesting to see what ALYI does this week. Absolutely. I I like that a lot. Uh, I mean, I think you're some of the forward-leading catalyst. That's almost always a telltale sign of, one, a probable or a, a, a hope for a continued run, a multi-day run. But when's the last time you've seen a forward-leading catalyst that's been like, yeah, actually, we did get this funding. <laughs> like, no, it's exactly. real. You, we see a ton of them. Like, buy the rumor, sell the news is exactly what this is. People are buying the rumor of it. When the news comes out, whether it's real or not, they already bought the rumor, so they're going to sell the news event. Uh, we've seen some huge slams, like UABS. Uh, I think BLDP maybe was another one or like huge 50% gap downs after the news. So definitely something to be aware of. Don't wait until that news event and don't hold into it gambling because that's just a recipe for disaster. Yeah, no, absolutely. So yeah, keep that on watch today. Uh, the next, the next ticker we're going to be talking about here is VVPR. Uh, it's a listed, I don't know, it's a Vivo or Vivo Power International. So essentially, this was an interesting one because on Wednesday, the 25th, well, actually, no, it was uh, Tuesday, the 24th, this had news, earnings news. And here, I'll, again, I'll read the news here. The company experienced record annual growth revenues of $48.7 million, up 12% uh, year on year. The company also saw large improvement in an adjusted net after-tax loss. It came in at $1.7 million loss in an adjusted EPS of $0.12 cents a share. So again, they lost 12 cents a share. They lost uh, $1.7 million. But despite a reported loss, it's considerably lower than what was reported for fiscal 2019. Last year, Vivo Power reported an adjusted net after-tax loss of $8.9 million and uh, negative 66% or negative 66 cents per share. So again, in terms of earnings, this was actually you know, decent for the penny stock, uh, especially considering what people expected. The it spiked after hours on the 24th from after trading around three dollars on the day, it hit a high of almost six dollars after hours. And the following day on Wednesday, it was trading based off of that news and it spiked again, reaching a high of roughly 550s, 560s, and then just kind of faded off. I actually played this stock short through like the 520s area, and it was probably one of my longer holds. I was really hoping for like 350, but. I mean, it, held, it faded really well. It was a really just kind of controlled fade. 
And the next few days, it just consolidated above and higher and higher. And what it looks like is that this was a short squeeze in a sense, because on Friday, after gapping up and opening around 560s, um, it hit a high after hours on Friday of like 1050. So this is just, this is a really cool move just because there was no new news on Friday that I saw that we were able to find that should have really caused that. But shorts got squeezed and it was a good earnings news play. This would be really interesting to see what happens on, on today, well, today, the day this comes out, because again, shorts, you have to imagine, I have to imagine, it's a lower float stock, you know, a 4 million a share float, and it was trading millions of millions of volume. Did all the shorts already cover? I guess we'll find out. I'm sure there'll be a really heavy short attempt out of the open here, but Matt, what are your thoughts? Yeah, so, I mean, I'm a totally long bias trader. Basically, all the profits I've made in the market has been long biased. So I have a long biased thought process going into this. And shorts, in my opinion, have gotten too comfortable. They've won too many times. They you said this in a few episodes ago, didn't I you? I know. And this, now I don't think it's a BPTH example that blew up a bunch of people. You know, a ton of people lost their accounts here. But this is a short squeeze. And it could be foreshadowing a possible event that's coming up uh, just I don't know what stock, I don't know when it will happen, but there always is after a period of short sellers winning, too many people, too many new short sellers get too confident, and then that one black swan comes, blows them all up, and it's just a cycle that has repeated forever. It's something that has always happened since short sellers existed, you know, when the market was created like 150 years ago. Well, and I think what's really interesting about VVPR and not, you know, talking about that is this isn't even one of the stocks that trades hundreds of millions in volume like the ones that when shorts really finally do get screwed on one of those it'll be nuts this is one i mean i don't know on friday it traded about 30 million shares and on wednesday the 25th when it had that gap up it traded like 35 million give or take right around there i mean the if it's going to do this on lower volume which maybe it is a little easier to squeeze but there's not as many shorts trapped as there are i guess in theory on some of these other high volume plays so if this can be the one that maybe starts some of these short squeezes, oh, we're in for a really fun September because the liquidity, we've, we say this almost every episode, the liquidity is not gone. There are still stocks like five to 10 million float companies that are trading hundreds of millions in volume. They're just fading off. The liquidity is here. So when the short squeeze, not the short squeeze sector, but like when, when these low floats do finally start to squeeze, we saw BPTH really started at a, what was that? Was that a year ago? two years ago maybe I don't know yeah I think it was like 14 15 months ago yeah I mean that's when a ton of low floats right after that just started running like crazy because longs get super comfortable again longs attack a lot harder and then that happens so with added liquidity this could get really fun Um, but again this is one to keep on watch for today no idea what's going to happen here it was a pretty nutty move already on Friday but remember stocks can go higher doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It seems like too much. Kodak went from two dollars to sixty in two days. Anything can happen here. Totally agree. Tesla. They've been saying it's going to zero since basically it IPO'd, and now it's at twenty two hundred a share. They just did their stock split. So, like, just don't underestimate the power of it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, so that's all we got for tickers today. But again, I'm I'm very. It, it is a holiday weekend coming up, so. Those always do tend to be a little slower at the end of the week, but I'm really excited for September. And I think there's a lot of potential for runners. 
I, I, I should say I hope. So, Matt, any, any concluding remarks here? What are you looking forward to this September? No, that's all I got. Um, I'm personally expecting the market to slowly warm back up. It's not going to go full 180. August was pretty slow. Uh, it still plays, but obviously it's definitely slowed down. And I think we're just going to gradually warm up. And then once October, November, December hit, we should start seeing hopefully some madness again that we saw throughout, you know, May, June, July. Yeah, it just ebbs and flows right now. I hope we start warming up and we start seeing some craziness in the end of 2020. And this is just one thing, too, that I think is important to say, and this is more like a motivational, inspirational type thing here. But if you if you have a Twitter or don't live under a rock, you saw a lot of people have their personal best months in you know, May, June, some July. Well, if you're a newer trader and you still weren't able to find consistency, remember that, that hot market, ideally you learn from it. If you can learn from the past hot market, we might get blessed with another hot one very soon here. So use these lessons that you've learned. Um, don't get discouraged necessarily if you didn't kill it the past summer. There will probably be another hot market very soon. And just really, this is the time to be reviewing your past trades. What were you doing wrong? Because you can expect when this hot market heats up again, it's probably going to trade relatively similarly because of all the volume. Um, so use this time now when the market is just kind of grinding back and trying to find some heat. Use this to really review. I know that's not the point of this show here, but it's something I think that needs to be said because I know there I've talked to some traders who like really had a uh, rough summer. So well said. I think that's a good thing to close on. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, we will see you on Wednesday with your Wednesday edition of Steady Trade Treats. Have a great start to the week. And again, we will see you on Wednesday. Be there or be square.